scumbags! Rage! Sports Rage with Gabe Morenci. Rage all you want. Level two, this is Sports Rage. I am Gabe Morenci, the pimps, the players, the hustlers, the people that bust them, and everybody else in between throwing it down as we pick up the pieces up following game one of the NBA Finals. Anthony Davis uh, drops 34 points on the Miami Heat. And the Miami Heat uh, drop on the floor repeatedly uh, here this evening. 116-98 final score. Game stays under the number uh, by four points. And the Lakers obviously cover the four and a half. They're now laying eight uh, in game two. We'll break it down uh, throughout uh, the week. we got a ton of Major League uh, Baseball uh, to hit. We had eight games on the board. It's been a marathon of baseball uh, throughout the day. And the more things change, the more they stay the same. The Minnesota Twins, chokers, well, they choke. They've lost 18 consecutive uh, playoff games. 18 consecutive playoff games. Like, it's hard to do anything 18 times in a row. Like, honestly, like, seriously. Like, it's literally hard. Like, try flipping a coin and catching it 18 times in a row. Try, like, tying your shoes 18 times in a row without your laces coming undone. You know, try doing anything 18 times in a row. You know, at some point, like, I don't know, you got it, you got it right accidentally, right? No, not the Minnesota Twins. Uh, not not the Minnesota Twins. It's amazing how some of these franchises just uh, repeat uh, the misery over and over. Uh, Atlanta is one of those cities, and uh, miraculously enough, Atlanta actually survived a marathon baseball game. Nearly five hours. All right, we had a lot of historic stuff today. First time ever there's been eight playoff games, except I refuse to. They're not really playoff games. Eight TV games, all right? Eight made for de- degenerate gambler TV games. And I got to tell you, I'm getting murdered. Uh, Major League Baseball, I did great this year uh, betting Major League Baseball. Um, yet now that the playoffs are here, suddenly I'm falling apart, man, like a Minnesota twin. I'm falling down on my ass like a Cleveland Indian center fielder. It ain't pretty. It's uglier than a Miami Heat performance in game one. I'm coming, Elizabeth. This is the big one. But the ambulances are on the way. 911. Hello, sir. What's your uh, issue? My issue is my picks suck and I keep losing. Has anyone ever called 911 to say that their picks suck? I need help. My picks suck. I've lost uh, like $1,000 in the last eight hours. Can you help me? Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Rage it up. Sports Rage with Gabe Morenci. Rage all you want. Sports Rage Late Night continues. I'm Renzi. The Sports Palooza continues. Like March Madness, Super Bowl, and uh, and um, and uh, I don't know what else. I'm I'm losing it. March Madness, the Super Bowl, and the World Series all rolled in one. Yes, <laughs> because literally it is. But yeah, it's crazy. All the worlds are colliding right now. All these uh, all these leagues, and uh, we got baseball. We got basketball. Of course, hockey has come to an end. Um, so uh, Babano is uh, left uh, left without one of his favorite sports uh, right now. But we've got NFL football. 
uh, the battle. So we got the Thursday nighter, kind of a train wreck, as you talked about, not kind of a train wreck. And I don't know, man, maybe you're going to maybe you're going to wish uh, you can uh, watch a rod on TV instead of this football game uh, tomorrow night. But it's a game to bet on. It's it's a game to bet on. And listen, I think Denver's the play uh, here. But uh, what are you looking at this week in the National Football League? And lots of overs. Uh, obviously, the overs have cashed at a high clip so far. I posted something very interesting on Twitter earlier this week. Our good friend Paul Bovey, thanks to him, he retweeted it. Uh, nice of him to do that. But week one average totals, or average totals for each of the first four weeks. I went back and looked and crunched, and, and actually calculated all this. The so week one average totals in the NFL were 44.8, went up to 46.7 in week two, it was 48.1 in week three, and the average total for the games in week four this upcoming week is 50.1. So we have seen these totals just gradually, based on the average for each week, increase incrementally throughout the first four weeks. Now, there's been 50.9, 51 points per game this season on average in NFL games. So the value is starting to slip away for overs because the week one average total was 44.6. So you had like six points below the average number of points scored per game so far this season. Now the average total for the week four games is 50.1. You've got less than one point of value if you compare that to the average number of points being scored in games. So you're starting to see the totals increase. Is that enough of a tipping point though? Now that the totals are in the 50, uh, 50.1 is the average total for week four. Is that enough to create a tipping point to see for the first time more unders than overs this week coming up? That remains to be seen. That being said, Gabe, I'm still on some overs here. There's a bunch, I bet. So I'm just going to rhyme them off. I think these are all good matchups too, Marenzi, for high scoring games. I think we're going to see points uh, this weekend in uh, Seattle, Miami. I think Seattle is an absolute over team. I know it's a high total but their defense is banged up. Miami is not going to stop Russ Wilson, in my opinion, in that offense. So I think you're going to see a lot of points there in that football game. I think the same goes for Jacksonville, Cincinnati. I know Burrow and the Bengals struggled a bit last week, but I think they're going to find it easier against that horrible Jaguar defense, which has been chewed up. And I think Gardner Minshew and the Jags will move the ball better. I could see Arizona, Carolina being a shootout. I bet the over there. Same with New Orleans, Detroit. And there's one more. Oh, yeah, Buffalo. Your Buffalo Bills game with the Las Vegas Raiders with that total. It's already gone up a bit, but I think we see points here. I'm going to dare the Bills to put four good quarters of defense together. And Carr and the Raiders lit up the Saints in their only home game. And I think they'll put up points. And I think, obviously, Allen and the Bills, with what they're doing, they'll move the ball as well against Vegas. So those are the overs I like. Which is pretty much every game, Babano. So, like, uh, and listen, I do it all the time. <laughs> I do it all the time, but you just told us about how the numbers have caught up. And, you know, I, like, because I tell you, we had Lou on Gamblu earlier tonight, and I kind of figured, like, people are going to start to do this, in which Lou's, like, almost, like, ready to start blindly betting unders. You know what I mean? He's like, oh, it can't it can't keep up. You know, because I don't know what, what what was it in week one, the over-unders. I don't remember. I know in week two, it was 11-5 and five to the over. This week it was nine six and one or nine dead nine depending on what your number was in in the Monday nighter, um yep. with the, with the fifty four yeah, and nine the five and a half nine six nine five and uh, nine six and one yeah it was exactly that uh, Gabe you got it right nine six and one. one well uh, no, week one was 
a lot of people had 54 and a half Babano out there. I had a 54, yes. but um, a lot of people had 54 and a half. Some guy bet Yeah, based on the closing oh. total, it went under. Yeah. Yeah, I'm aware. Yeah, yeah. So what what was it in week one? Do you have it in front of you? And it was twenty and twelve. I don't have, I don't have the week one numbers actually right in front. Oh. I know it was twenty and twelve after week two. It was twenty and twelve to the over after week two. But what it was specifically for week one, I don't have that in front of me right now. So well, if it was eleven and five in week two, then it would have been uh, nine nine and six in week one. Yeah. Um, yep. Nine, nine, and six, and one. I think there was a push in there. But uh, listen, the overs, it's all relative. I mean, until they start getting up to like the 58 and a halfs and stuff like that, those are the numbers that will scare people away. And they tried last week with the 55 and a halfs. And, you know, some some of the games still got there anyways. One of these weekends, it's the bubble's going to burst, and there's going to be like 12 unders or something like that, though, right? I don't, I don't know. Is this the week? I don't know. Um, I tend to be question. a little bit weird. That's the question. This could be the week where you're, it's eight and eight, where it's eight overs, eight unders, yep, yeah. or less. You're coming in pretty heavy on overs here this week. You know what? And it's and it's not. First of all, you shouldn't be blindly betting overs. The re, I like these two because I think the matchups fit. You've got some banged up, bad defenses in a lot of those games and a lot of those teams. I just like mentioned. Actually, there's Cincinnati, one I missed. You mentioned, like Jacksonville, yeah. Cincinnati. They're both bad. You know what I mean? So I, I hear what you're saying. And, you know, their, their offenses have put up points in some games. But when they've been forced to kind of and often and listen, I'm not telling you, oh, your pick sucks. But I'm just you know, I'm just playing devil's advocate here. Oftentimes, if you get like a game like Jacksonville and Cincinnati, both coaches, Babano, think they can win. And it's a rare time they think they can win. You know what I mean? They're like, man, this is a winnable game for us. Like. This is, you know, we're not playing the Ravens here. Like, we're, we're playing a team that we could beat. Let's not be stupid. Yep. Let You know, and then suddenly both teams start running the football because they both start thinking, well, we can win this game, <laughs> right? Like, this isn't, we're not, we're not overmatched here. So then it doesn't turn into a track meet. Like, that one scares me. Like, what were some of, so you mentioned the Bills and the Raiders? Yes. Yeah. The, Bills, the Bills, Raiders. Um, the Bills are turning Seattle, into a Seattle, Miami. Team. But yep. do the Bill, does the Bills defense show up against the Raiders for once? Like, you know, the Bills defense really hasn't had that really good performance yet this year. The offense has been carrying them. That Bills offense is lethal, though. I don't know, though. Like I said, like, I knew the Rams game was going to be high scoring, Babano and the Bills. This total's pretty high, bro. 52 and a half for a Bills game, man. Like you said, these numbers are crazy. It is. The, uh, I keep thinking back. It was thirty-four twenty-four though with them and the Saints on the Monday Nighter. Uh, it got to fifty-eight again. Not saying this, the, this the, and if this gets there, it can it can get up, up and over the top. The other one I was interested in again. It's a high number, but Cleveland Dallas. You know, even at fifty-six, I, I like the side though. But, yeah, and I like the side actually even better than the total. Taking the points right with Cleveland. It. No one tackles. The defense sucks. Yep. All right, across the league, no one's tackling in a league. The offenses are clicking. The the lack of fans has is having a major impact too. It just is. Like both thought like think about it. Like normally it's only silent with one offense, Babano, right? Like you know what I mean? Like no. I like to look at it, Babano, and I could actually I'll look right now. It'll take a minute, you know, pop it up and figure it out. But like I, I bet you I'm willing to bet money, Babano, the discrepancy 
between points on the road and points on the home uh, are totally different this year than past years. You know what I mean? Like, I bet you there's a bunch of teams that, like, last year, oh, they scored 24 points a game at home. But on the road, they only scored 16. And I bet you this year, it's like the scoring is probably, like, almost the same. Like, but every quarterback after is sort of like, you know, they don't want to all admit it. Like, they're admitting it. Like, Aaron Rodgers said after, he said, yeah, that was a hell of a lot easier playing at the Superdome without fans. Yeah. He said, I'm not going to lie. Yeah, it exactly. Was a lot it's easier. a stroll in the park. <laughs> Yeah, the school goes, in the park, oh, yeah, you can make calls at the line, you, you can change the play, uh, you can well, change the play, you can communicate with your offensive linemen. Yep. So it adds up. And another thing is, too, they're not calling holding for some reason. I don't know what it is. Like, holding penalties are way down. I don't know what the reasoning is. I don't know, maybe they're trying to get points for TV ratings, but they're not calling holding. All right, hang in here, Rabanne. We'll get some more picks on the other side. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. You're listening to Sports Rage with Gabe Morenci. Portrait late night. Bet your rage. Major League Baseball playoffs continue. Well, they won't be continuing for the Cleveland Indians. New York Yankees, mini two-game sweep. Mini two-game sweep. Wild baseball game that went um, back and forth. Cleveland only had themselves to blame. They blew numerous leads, and uh, they literally fell. Like, <laughs> The center fielder fell like at a horrible time. It's, you, you can't you can't make this stuff up, but you can. You don't have to make it up because it's Cleveland. Uh, that's that's just you know, Cleveland have the legacy and the history that they have uh, for a reason. All right, Ian Cameron kicking it with us in the late night hours. We appreciate uh, his time. Betting with Babano, uh, Babano. Um, what's the uh, the YouTube uh, channel uh, called? I know you're doing uh, a weekly video, betting with Babano, and you got a million articles out there at various different sites, but uh, where can people find betting with Babano? Name to it. It's uh, Ian Cameron's Football Frenzy. It's on the Pub Sports Radio YouTube channel, uh, 1 p.m. Eastern time Thursdays, uh, just breaking down every NFL game, a little college football as well. The Ian Cameron Football Frenzy? (laughs) The Ian Cameron's Football Frenzy, exactly. Uh, I didn't want to use Bobano for a change. Like people, people got to realize I got a real name, Ian Cameron. That's it. Thursdays, 1 p.m. So you can check that out at the Pub Sports Radio YouTube channel. All right, good, good, good stuff. Yeah, look, I like the I like the call. Actually, you're right. You got to build your name. Um, good, good call. Uh, good call. I like that. The football. Yeah, Bobano's not on the birth certificate, even though some people might think it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, good call. Good call. So uh, New York Yankees uh, advanced. Los Angeles Dodgers uh, get it done. Late scare. Jansen um, gets the Dodgers uh, out of it. Dodgers win 4-2 game one. And I tell you, man, these two-game series are deadly. (laughs) So it's a good thing uh, that the Dodgers took uh, game one. And um, they they get it done on the run line. So we end the night uh, with a couple of wins, Babano. I had the Toronto Blue Jays earlier in the day. It was a stupid pick. I knew it was a stupid pick, and I, right, I even think the Rays are going to the World Series. So I'm like, I don't know why the hell I'm doing this. Because I took the Jays. I'm like, wow, well, I guess I'll take them again. 
And I knew right away, like right away in a game, I'm like, yeah, I'm on the wrong side. This this is a stupid idea. And um, I gave up. I never do this. I never just tap out Babano. But when it was one nothing, I knew they were in trouble. And I did it right before they scored and made it 3 nothing. So I got a decent number. And long story short, I abandoned ship. And I was like, all right, this is a disaster. So I was like, I know I'm taking the Dodgers later tonight, so I'll just take the Rays and the Dodgers and put it in a parlay. So I ended up getting the Dodgers at minus 170. And, um, you know, I put more on it. So it's nice to close that parlay out. And then I took the Dodgers on the run line as well, minus 112 uh, on the run line. Dodgers get it done, 4-2 final score. Uh, big win for the Dodgers. And now, now the Yankees uh, move on. And I tell you what, Yankees, Rays, you know, those teams, they don't like each other, division rivals. And um, yeah, I tell you what, the Rays have owned the Yankees too, Babano. Like it's the the, the Rays are like yep. the one team That's that can a tough say series for the Yankees. We've kicked the crap yep. out of the Yankees. Like they really, like they own them. Like they, like it was almost like no moss type thing. Like they beat the Yankees like seven or eight straight times. <laughs> like the first time in like twelve years or whatever. Like they swept the Yankees at Yankee Stadium in a four game series. Uh, it was ugly. Like the Rays dominated them this year, Babano. Yeah, and Kevin Cash, of course, was he, uh, just giving the Yankees all kinds of hell for what happened earlier this season, the incident between them in one of the games in uh, Yankee Stadium. So, yeah, there's not a lot of love lost between them. And it's funny because the Rays, to me, they can win this series. They're obviously, you got to give the Yankees the edge with the lineup, but you got to like what you're seeing from Snell and Glass now the top two pitchers in this series. Kevin Cash has oh, a bullpen nasty. that can go toe-to-toe with the Yankees' bullpen. They've got a depth of, they've got like eight or nine arms in that bullpen that can all throw hard, all throw strikes, all get guys out. And you look at the Yankees, yeah, they got Britain. Yeah, they have Chapman. But there's some people, you know, that set those two guys up for them in that bullpen that are struggling with their confidence right now. Chad Green had a tough time tonight. Adam Ottavino who's been a big part of that bullpen the last couple of years, hasn't pitched well for a long period of time. There's a couple of holes starting to leak, starting to spring in that Yankee bullpen. This is a tough series for them. Personally, I'm leaning Rays right now. I think this is a difficult matchup for them. The Rays aren't scared of the Yankees. They haven't been all season long. Uh, I think they got a real shot, and I, I'm leaning Tampa. You know, it's interesting, uh, Babano. It's a real interesting dynamic. Now it gets real to me. Now we got good teams playing each other. Um, so we can tell you the series starts on Monday. The series starts on Monday. I'm surprised that it's that long, actually. So what do I, well, no, it's not, I guess, no, look, we're in the late night hours of Wednesday night, right? So, you know, let's call it Thursday morning for them. Yeah, give them a chance to get out to the West Coast. No, I get it. I get it. So they're starting Monday, and they're playing at Petco Park in San Diego. <laughs> Just like, and I know, like, you know, hardcores know this, Babano, but I guarantee not everyone does. You know what I mean? Just throwing it out there right now, the bizarro world is of this. So, yes, yes, the New York Yankees are playing at Tampa Bay Rays in San Diego. Just to clarify for everyone, Babano. <laughs> and... Yeah, and, they, and, because the American League is in San Diego and L.A., and then the uh, National League division in LCS is in the uh, Houston and, and uh, Arlington. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, all, the San Diego is going to have the championship series. Um, L.A., the Dodgers, uh, Chavez Ravine will just have, like, the net one round now, and then a championship series is in San Diego again. And then, um, and as you stated, the World Series 
is in uh, in Texas, and they've announced that they're going to have fans in Texas at the championship series and at the um, at the World Series. Yet no fans at the National yep. League series. Just that's just stupid. You know what I mean? Like yeah, these leagues is, need to be uniform. Right? You gotta have it one or the. Yeah. You, 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 you don't have fans at neither of them league? or both. Yeah. Yeah, softball yeah. league. So what? Like one game you're gonna have fans, and the next game like they're it. Come on, man. Like like really, it's just stupid. But it just shows they don't care. Like any they, money they've been they planning can get. this season from the seat of their pants from day one, Gabe. It really doesn't shock me. I know. It's just any money they can get. It's like, well, you know, if we can sell seven thousand tickets, it's World Series. Charge like eight hundred dollars a ticket. You know what I mean? They'll charge like a sick amount of money for the ticket. Um, you know, no alcohol at these games, Babano. I don't know about you. I know you like to go to football games. You want to go to a football game sober? Uh, Tariko brought it up the other night. Not particularly. Like uh, he brought it up. He said, "Yeah, there's." He goes, "There's some fans here, but there's no alcohol being sold." He he made a point of saying it. He said, "Concessions are closed." Uh, they don't want people waiting in line and stuff. It's basically go to your section and don't move. <laughs> you know what I mean? And, and and people are all like, oh, it's not a big deal. You know, but I don't, there's a little thing. The NFL didn't like, don't want you really knowing this, right? But remember, so the Kansas City Chiefs played their home opener and they had fans? You know, like a ton of people got coronavirus, right? I, the fans. <laughs> I think there might have been oh, 24. I couldn't have seen that coming. Yeah, yeah, I know. exactly, exactly, but basically, like, if you went to the game, you've been advised to quarantine for two weeks, so that's the deal, like, oh, I want to go to the NFL game, yeah, all right, go to the NFL game, <laughs> even if you don't get it, yeah, it's going to be on the news, yeah, yeah, a bunch of people at the stadium had coronavirus, so if you were there, you can't go out, I'm just stating, like, you know, it's not as, like, foolproof, I don't think it's a good idea to have fans. Personally, I, I don't have a problem. Yeah, you with might it, be right? uh, locked up for two weeks if you go to that game. Yeah. I, I hear what you're saying. Yeah, and I don't understand either, man. Like in these NFL stadiums, they they close the upper deck of the stadium, bro. It's the stupidest thing ever. Like, why don't you put people like really separate? You know what I mean? Like have like literally, like you know what I mean? Like seriously, like an empty stadium. Have like you know, literally couple of people in the rafters, like, spread out and in the upper decks. And, like, you could really spread people around a stadium. These stadiums are like, yeah, we're only going to have 18,000 people. And you put them all down in the lower bowl. It's ridiculous. And you know what they did? They covered up the first day Rose Babano. <laughs> you know why they did that? <laughs> yeah. So people can't breathe on the players. <laughs> so, like, they literally did that in the NFL so people can't breathe on the players. So, they, like, the NFL's admitting, yeah, yeah, you guys are all going to get coronavirus in the stands, but we don't care. We're far enough away from you, so you know, yeah. it's, it's not our problem. Like, You're not ruining anyways. our money that we're going to make from having a season. You're not going to ruin our television revenue. You're not going to ruin our ratings that we get for all these games on television. They're so that's so what their focus the is. Yep. They're just like they're already getting billions from the networks. You know what I mean? Like, guys, you're already making, like, do you really need to sell, like, 20? Like, if you're Jerry Jones, you really need to sell 20,000 tickets, Babano. Like, honestly, like, when it, when you consider the money that it costs for security and eternal lights, like, and everything, like, do you really need to do this? Or, like, are you doing it for the love of, like, all oh, you because you want your fans in there? No. He's thinking, wow, 20,000 people times this, that's an extra 2.9 million, or, you know what I mean? It's an extra 1.4, like... Rich people don't get to be uber rich, Babano, by not caring about money. 
That's why yeah, but being rich. complacent and sitting on yeah, their walls like, and saying, "Oh, I've got enough right now." No, yeah, you go for more. Me, I'd be like, "Oh, I don't care. I don't. I don't care about selling eighteen thousand tickets. What do I care? I've got eight billion dollars. Well, I need to sell." It's like the drug tickets. companies. It's like the and it's like the drug companies. Yeah. That's why people That's can't why afford rich. medication and proper treatment for COVID. Yeah, it's price fixing. You know, they're not charging reasonable prices for you know medication and and things that people need for their own health. They never have, and that's not going to change anytime soon. It's about greed and making as much money as they can. Kind of uh, separate from what I was talking about, but your point is valid. <laughs> your point is valid. <laughs> All right, time just flew by. We didn't even get to a damn pick here. Wanted, I wanted <laughs> if you wanted, you, you talked about over. So any, any sides, uh, college? All right, listen, we'll get you out on the other side. We'll just keep you for a minute. Think about, like, one college pick, Babano, and then we'll get you out of here on the other side. Uh, we'll like I said, for a side deep, Cleveland Browns plus the points against Dallas. I think they win outright. Can't lay points with them or a bad defense. I like that pick. I, I don't mind the pick. I don't mind the pick. All right, so think for Banner. One college pick on the other side. We'll get you out of here. Sports rage, late night. The Lakers win. Lakers cover. Game stays under the number. They're nearly eight points in game two. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Rage it up. Sports Rage with Gabe Morenci. Rage all you want. Night Anger Management class uh, continues. Vent your rage. A lot of rage uh, being uh, vented by baseball uh, betters, myself included. Uh, but at least we ended on a high note with a 4-2 win with the Los Angeles Dodgers. All right, we promised to get uh, Ian Cameron out of here. I like it. Ian Cameron's football frenzy on uh, Sports Pub. Uh, Sports Pub's uh, YouTube uh, page. Good stuff. Uh, so, uh, Babano. Uh, before we get you out of here, college football, it was craziness last week. Uh, it, was, it was probably the craziest day in the history of college football, to be honest. I don't know like, how many did all those ranked teams lose in those big-time teams. I did pretty well. I came in swinging with the underdogs. All Mike Leach did is walk into a Baton Rouge in his first game and win at Mississippi State, converting a team that was a power offense to an air raid system with recruits that weren't recruited for that kind of system. And all he does is go into LSU and win outright as a 17-point dog, just part of the craziness. Yeah, yeah, I was on it. Uh, I didn't have it on the money line. <laughs> I didn't think they were going to win, but I took them on a points. I took all the underdogs, and I was right. People laughed at me all week. I told them, I'm taking Missouri plus the points against Alabama. Oh, okay, I don't know about that. I said, I'm taking Arkansas plus the points against Georgia. I don't know about that. Taking uh, Mississippi, I don't know. I had uh, Bama Mike first half. System. Good thing I chose that one. Yeah, Mike, Mike, Leach's, uh, Mike Leach's system uh, and and all that. Um, so anyways, uh, we got to get out of here. I got to get you, you got to get out of here too. I know. So what, what about this week? We know what happened last week. What about this week? Yeah, this week, there's a couple I like. I like Baylor. Uh, I'm surprised they're just laying two and a half, three at West Virginia. I know West Virginia beat Oklahoma state. Uh, outright, but Oklahoma State was a mess offensively. Backup quarterback, because Spencer Sanders was injured. The offensive line was in shambles with multiple injuries. I think that was as much a catalyst for West Virginia winning that football game as anything. 
I know they're at home here against Baylor, but I, and I know Baylor faced Kansas and they look awful so far this season, but Charlie Brewer's back. The offense could still be explosive, put up points. And I was impressed with their defense and Dave Miranda taking over as head coach after a great year DC as LSU last year for that title team. I think, I think that number's cheap. I just think Baylor's better than West Virginia and they're going to prove it on Saturday. So I'll lay the short road chalk with them. Yeah. You know what? You know, an interesting, um, that's an interesting uh, football game. I was on Baylor last week uh, against, um, against uh, Kansas. And uh, I, I did well. I won the parlay. I had I had Baylor in a money line parlay to close it out. I was sweating it out early a little bit. Interesting pick. Uh, interesting pick uh, there, Babano. I'd say you know a little little ballsy actually. Bold. Uh, bold the bold pick. Uh, Babano bold picks with Babano uh, there. I was gonna bring up the uh, the Pittsburgh Panthers. Interesting team this year, man. That they keep winning actually. Yeah, Pitt Panthers are well, – Kenny Pickett's not a great quarterback, but he's, he's serviceable. He's okay. He's solid. You know, he's going to be solid, dink and dunk, short to intermediate passing, rely on the run game, rely on a good defense. That's the strength of the Pitt team this year. They've got a really, really good defense. I was impressed with the way they played against Louisville. Louisville has got, you know, a good quarterback, great running back, great wide receiver trio. Really slowed and, and down. And Pitt bottled them up, forced Mikhail Cunningham into mistakes. So – it was a good performance from them. There's a lot to like with Pitt for sure. The question is, are they ready to lay double digigits? That's not a the kind of lay two touchdowns. That's a lot of points. I, you know, I wasn't necessarily impressed with NC State at any point so far this season. Uh, they haven't looked great. I'd still probably only back Pitt, but Narduzzi's not the kind of coach or they're not the kind of team I often love laying two touchdowns with. Pretty crazy, man. We got Auburn and Georgia uh, playing uh, this week. Game that caught my eye was the SMU Mustangs actually getting two and a half against Memphis. Uh, Memphis, two and a half point favorites against SMU. Uh, total 73 and a half in that game. This SMU team, I think, is a good team this year, uh, Babano. Going to be a fun football game. I'm with you. I think this is a w- it's a winnable game for the Mustangs, too. Yeah, I'm with you. I would look SMU there. I, th- I think the wrong team might be favored. I know M- Memphis still has Brady White, a very good quarterback, but you know the running back that was expected, Kenneth Gainwell, was supposed to play. He's not. You know they haven't played since September the fifth, Gabe. That's the biggest thing and reason I see to bet yeah. against Memphis here. They haven't played since September fifth when they hosted Arkansas State due to the COVID nineteen outbreak. Seven of their players tested positive. So what's the long layoff mean? You haven't been in a game situation. You've had your practice schedule and your routine altered for the last three weeks. That's a concern, I think, with all this time dead time, almost a full month from that last game and very little practice time on the field. Now you got to get ready for Shane Bouchelle and this SMU offense that looks loaded for bear. You know, I think it's going to be trouble for Memphis. I think SMU can win that game and they're certainly going to be chomping at the bit to beat Memphis. You remember last year, Memphis SMU was a big rare nationally televised Saturday night, ABC game for them last year. And Memphis kind of took it to SMU, especially in the second half of that game. I think SMU gets payback. All right, so um, finally in closing, uh, baseball in the morning. You pulling the trigger on anything? Have you decided yet? If you haven't, it's cool. Uh, we won't call you out for it, but have you decided on your uh, morning bets yet, your approach? Yeah, I'm kind of leaning Cincinnati. I think Castillo's a little more trustworthy than Anderson, but I'm worried. I mean, you lose that kind of a game, Cincinnati, today. Like, you had a million chances with runners in scoring position. You out-hit Atlanta 11-6. to six. And somehow you lose that baseball game. It was just a terrible, horrendous job. Small ball's dead 
You know, nobody's moving runners over anymore, sacrificing, doing the right thing. It's all his swing for the fences, even in situations where we shouldn't. And Cincinnati paid the price for it. Nevertheless, I do like Castillo a little bit more than Anderson. Both bullpens are really worn down after the game today. So maybe Cincinnati first five innings just to be a little safer. In the other game, Miami Cubs, we don't have pitchers yet for the White Sox game with the athletics uh, just yet. There's no way I'm laying a price with the Cubs. I mean, I was on Miami today. I did have the Jays as well, though. Lost that one, but did cash with hey, Miami Darvish, as a big dog. Hey, you Darvish. Yeah. Yeah, and Chicago's feeling the pressure, Marenzi. This is a big game, and I don't like that they haven't responded well to pressure the last couple of seasons. This Miami team's an upstart team. Mattingly's got them believing right now. I like their offense. You're seeing Cooper, Anderson, Aguilar, you know, all these guys are hitting right now for the Marlins. Alcantara was solid. And this Sixto Sanchez kid on the mound for them tomorrow, he's solid. I'm not saying he's great, but he's got some upside. He's pitched w- more well than not so far. All the pressure on the Cubs. I'm leaning at taking another shot with Miami. There's no way I'm laying it with Chicago, though. No way. Um, I, was, I was on the Cubs today. It was a disappointing loss. Up one nothing late. You know, it appeared. And, you know, I'll give credit to Miami for, for, for getting it done. Um, you know, listen, you Darvish has been pretty much one of the most dominant pitchers in baseball this year, Babano. Right? Like, that's that. You know, that's the thing. Um, he did lose twice in September. He didn't lose it. Uh, excuse me. And, um, in, um, you know, you look, you look back here in August, he didn't lose once. <laughs> it's pretty crazy. He didn't lose once in August. And, uh, you know, he won, he won five straight starts, and then he won another six, and then he lost. He's had a couple of stumbles in a month of September, uh, but he's been next to dominant, uh, Babano. Like, if you look, you look at his box scores here, uh, you know, seven innings in his last start, three hits, zero earned runs allowed. Uh, he had one bad game against the Twins where he gave up four runs. Uh, he gave up three runs in seven innings against, against Cleveland. Against Cincinnati, he gave up uh, three runs in six, one run against St. Louis, scoreless. You go down the list. I mean, I mean the guys, the guys got a 2.01 earned run average. He's eight and three on the year. You Darvish's WHIP is 0.96. They're in tough. And let, I'll tell you one thing: if the winds are blowing again like this today, it's going to be an under because you Darvish is next to impossible to hit and. Uh, and uh, the kid 6-0 is a stud as well. I get it. I don't think there'll be a ton of runs, but I, you know, I, I, I'm not calling it out for it. The Marlins, and I've been ice cold, Babano, uh, but I'm going my gut. My gut tells me that the Cubs are going to win. They're, they're going to extend this series. I'm not saying they're going to win the series, but I don't think you Darvish is losing this game. Uh, he's had a great year. There's no question. Now, if you're betting the Cubs tomorrow, you're going to hope the great year trumps some spotty playoff starts that he's had. Uh, in years past, because he's not always been Mr. Reliable in the postseason, but he's got a chance to fix that and correct that and make amends tomorrow. Ian Cameron. Um, I was going to say betting with Babano, which is pretty cool, but I like it. Ian Cameron's football frenzy. Um, you might have to change your Twitter handle as well, uh, Babano. Really uh, go go complete. <laughs> really like the the, the, the total makeover. Uh, thanks, thanks for your time. We do appreciate it. Uh, best of luck. Uh, with, with your picks, we encourage people to follow him on Twitter and uh, check out all of his work. Uh, he's got a ton of articles, links, and uh, appearances and all that. Thanks, Babano. All right, Gabe. Always good chatting with you on Wednesday night. Have a good one. Ian Cameron uh, with us.
We appreciate uh, the extended stay uh, with Babano. Yeah, I'm telling you, I'm, I'm, uh, I think I, I'm, you Darvish has just been that good this year. But I know the Marlins have that special it factor going uh, for them, but so did the White Sox, right? And what happened today with the White Sox? You know, so did the Cincinnati Reds. And what happened to the Reds? I get it. I get it. But, you know, you Darvish is the perfect guy to have going uh, tomorrow. I believe uh, for for the uh, the Cubs. Hopefully he does better for the Cubs than he did for the Dodgers, though I should say in, in these big games. Although the Astros were cheating, the Astros move on now. <laughs> Get the winner of the White Sox and uh, the the Athletics. So NBA Finals. I, I know I see a lot of people talking about already hating on LeBron, and it's funny because anyone who's been listening to my show for the last 18 years knows. I've been far from LeBron's biggest cheerleader over the years. But without being stated, I find it, it's funny, like, how people, like, are just immediately, like, in denial about, like, um, about LeBron winning. I got, I've got i had people tweet me, well, it doesn't matter. The Lakers bought this championship. And how do they buy it? Like, in what way? Like, how do the Lakers buy this any more than, like, any other team bought anything? Like, the Lakers didn't, like, like, this whole thing about, oh, they're a star-laden team. They didn't earn it. This is easy for LeBron and all this type of crap. Like, really? Yeah, I, I don't recall, like, uh, people lining up for Dwight Howard. I remember people laughing when the Lakers signed Danny Green and paid him big money. I don't recall, like, teams lining up for Rondo, Mr. Attitude that doesn't get along with anybody. Well, we'll go down the list. Yeah, like J.R. Smith was wanted, right? Like, you go down the list, it, it's it's LeBron. I mean, LeBron and, and AD and the supporting cast. But, you know, don't give me this crap. It's not a, this, you know, it's not Miami. Miami, you can say that. Miami was ridiculous. You know what I mean? Miami was loaded. You had Ray Allen and, and Dwayne Wade, and they already won. And you, you bring in Bosh, and then you bring in LeBron. That was overkill. They did that to win. You know, I saw someone asking, too, how come AD's not being called out like Kevin Durant is for joining a winner? The Lakers weren't in the playoffs last year. The Lakers weren't in the freaking playoffs last year. AD didn't join a winner. AD joined a scrub team that wasn't even the playoffs last year. AD joined LeBron James and a bunch of scrubs. That's, you know, AD didn't join some powerhouse. And another thing is they traded for him. The only thing you can say is, yeah, AD, it, it was pretty sleazy the way it was done, the way he forced his hand out of New Orleans and then specifically to L.A. But if you, you know, the Pelicans held strong and the Pelicans got a ton of players out of it. Like the Lakers didn't even like sign free agents. They had to give up Brandon Ingram, Lonzo Ball, like, you know what I mean? They gave up a ton of talent. Like, to get that, uh, to get Anthony Davis. So, like, yeah, the Lakers weren't having been given anything. If you hate LeBron, you hate LeBron, whatever. But, listen, I'm far from LeBron's biggest cheerleader, but LeBron James is a badass. Deal with it. Four trades late night continues. Bring it.
SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. You're listening to Sports Rage with Gabe Morenci. More trades late night. Thanks to the raging redhead Cam Stewart, Ian Cameron, kicking it uh, with us on the program uh, here this evening. All right, so we got uh, we got more baseball. It's not quite the uh, the baseball palooza that it was, you know. Obviously, with the eight games, that that was a one off. Um, it was also a record. We also had another record with the uh, the scoreless game between the Reds and the uh, the Braves. That was the longest scoreless game in postseason history. Yeah, I have a hard time calling this crap postseason. Next series is I'll call postseason. But uh, nevertheless, uh, the Reds, that was a heartbreaking loss. Braves were sending Anderson uh, to the hill. They The Reds have the pitching advantage here. That was a heartbreaking loss. The Reds had a ton of guys on base late in this baseball game and an extra innings, et cetera. I think they can get guys on early and score and settle down. I think the Reds win this baseball game. And they're underdogs as well at, uh, at plus 120. I like the, uh, I'll take the Reds here. I'll take a shot. Uh, we'll take a shot with the Reds. Today wasn't such a disaster in baseball the same way it was yesterday. It still wasn't good. It's not good when I still lost money and I'm saying it wasn't as much of a disaster. It's like, all right, all right, we got murdered and massacred on Tuesday. Wednesday we lost, but yeah, we had some wins. And so we're turning this thing around. I think by the time we get to Friday, we can start winning. Thank God the NFL is back. I thought the NBA would be a great spot for us tonight, but uh, I got a little sloppy in-game, and uh, the the total hurt. Um, But we are going to take the Cincinnati Reds in the morning uh, with uh, Luis Castillo uh, on the hill. I think that the Chicago White Sox, uh, yeah, yeah, they're all trendy and all this type of stuff. Well, as long as Oakland doesn't send a southpaw to the hill, we should be all right. Oakland's going to eliminate the Chicago White Sox. The Chicago Cubs extend the series. I like, I'm like. i leaning with the under. They don't have an overnight number because of the win. But uh, anyone who watched that game today, man, you had to smoke the ball to get it out of there. The wind was really blowing. I think the Cubs are going to win. Give me the Reds. Give me the A's. Give me the Cubs. Other than that, you're on your own. Later. <laughs> 